Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. Welcome to the Integratus podcast. My name is Jonathan Franz and you are officially listening to episode 17. Week by week, uh, I show up, you listen, and hopefully you find and develop a greater connection with yourself and you slowly get to expand your thinking Uh, If I was to say one thing that I feel quite called to do in my life is change the way people think. You know, there's people that change the way people move. Uh, There's how people breathe, how people behave. I feel like my gift inside of what I do is to really shape and open people's thinkings with different modalities, uh, with different practices, with an internal search, you could say, of oneself. So we are, we're back. A uh, few things to note in my life. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not filming the podcast anymore. Not to say that I won't film them in the future. But I wanted to see if I could make this process a little more streamlined and with less friction. I found that, you know, setting up the tripod, putting the camera on, getting the microphones, and in particular, like cutting clips from the podcast was taking up, it was taking up a lot of time. You know, I was spending just probably two to three hours of maybe even more, I'd probably say about five hours, like recording, editing, uh, posting and re-watching the podcast back because when I would re-watch the podcast back, I would I would be able to find those clips and those snippets that I could share on Instagram. But I my life has gotten a little bit more, mm, I'd say I've just got more demands at the moment, which is great. Things are, things are moving along. I feel like I'm serving more in my life. I'm, I'm showing up more in my business. Um, my clients at the gym is growing. My clients with the coaching, that personal transformational coaching that I was talking about, that I've been talking about, which is, you know, this is all part of it. That's been growing as well. I'm very fortunate to be working with some amazing clients at the moment and very fortunate for people to trust me in certain areas in their life where they don't trust a lot of people where they don't feel like they can share where they don't feel like they have a safe space and it's not just creating the safe space for one to share it's it's the work that's really done outside of for example the coaching session which is the contemplation you know which is the meditation which is the breath work um, which is the movement which is the nutrition which is learning how to 
open your mind and open your heart. This is this is a process. This takes a long, long time. And it's one step in front of the other, but I'm committed to helping people evolve and I'm committed to helping people heal from the mental, the physical, the emotional and the spiritual. And one step in front of the other, uh, you know, I take and things grow and the momentum starts to increase. So, yeah, the demands of my life has have increased and I wanted to have less friction around the podcast. So... Now it just feels feels more loose, feels more organic, and I, I hit record. I'm obviously always thinking and, and mulling over what I want to share and, and how I want to take things, but in terms of the setup, in terms of the editing, in terms, terms of the posting and stuff like that, I'm really trying to make it as streamlined as possible because I want less friction because if I have less friction, that means I can still show up, and the end goal on a week-to-week basis is just sh- film a podcast, sorry, record a podcast and post it. And I'm 17 weeks in now. So yeah, look, the reason why I share that is to look at to look at areas in your life where you may have friction. Like for example, going to the gym, like a lot of people have friction going to the gym. Maybe their workouts are so massive. They're like two hour workouts or, you know, they've got a bunch of rehab exercise to do and they feel like, it all is too consuming. It all is overwhelming. And to eliminate the friction, it's like, what if you set a time limit for 35 minutes? Or what if you set a time limit for 15 minutes to get into the gym to have a workout? Um, friction around meditating, friction around breathing. Like, what is the smallest step that you could possibly take to eliminate that friction? You want to focus on your breathing a little bit more. Okay, cool. Well, set the timer five minutes and just breathe deeply this is something that we don't do in our lives this is something that i haven't done in my life but i'm now starting to really feel and reap the rewards of deeply breathing especially in the mornings i feel like my breath is restricted and i'm tight and i'm tense and i'm still waking up and just focusing on my breathing many different methods but basically Deeply inhaling through your nose and out through your mouth 10 to 30 times with full length breaths will help you expand your diaphragm, will help you loosen up your ribcage, will help you open up your heart, will help you soften more, will help you actually breathe deeper over the course of the day. So what can you do to eliminate the friction inside of that? Okay. Maybe I just breathe in the car before I step out to go to work for 10 breaths. And there's that friction. You just slowly eliminate that friction. Nutrition, for example, right? Instead of cutting out sugar, cutting out gluten, um, you know, not eating processed foods and cutting out coffee altogether. What's the smallest step that you can take to live a healthier, more nutritious, more nourished life? So just a small point here around friction and eliminating friction in your life. This episode is all about fantasy. And some of you might know, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, I am a big proponent of the work called Gene Keys. 
And Gene Keys is, is something that I use in my coaching framework because it enables me to look at somebody's makeup from the shadows that they represent in their life to the gifts that are possible and then also to like the most divine and fullest expression of themselves, which we call the city or which the Gene Keys names the the city. And when someone decides to come and work with me for the first time, I get them to fill out their Gene Keys profile. You just need your date of birth, your name, where you were born and the time that you were born. And I'm always apprehensive to say it's a profile. It's not a profile testing tool. It's not that. Um, and a lot of people, are, I was apprehensive, you know, because you, you've got you've often got those people in life that are so attached to these systems, these profiling tests, that they they often use um, they use the language of it, but they they totally define themselves by it. So you know, for example, if you're familiar with the human design, there's three different archetypes there's a manifester there's a generator there's a manifesting generator and then well there's a fourth one and there's a reflector and gene keys was actually based from human design uh, or, or at least was inspired by human design and it's very easy to have these archetypes to do the test right for example to fill out your profile and for it to spit out oh i'm a projector and then everything that you do you see through the projector lens oh you do this because you're a projector or you do that because you're a manifester or I did this because I'm a projector. And the the tendency is to completely identify with these labels. And what they are is just labels. Um, and that's where these tests can go wrong. This is where the mind can just hold on to the data itself and trap itself. And the whole point of these systems, I mean, if you're looking at human design and gene keys and even other ones to a degree, but in my opinion, that these are really beautiful uh, bodies of work that have an ability to help you reflect and contemplate your life in a way that I've never seen it done before. Um, and it's a guide. It's this beautiful guide. So, I'm using the Gene Keys. I've been studying the Gene Keys for about two years. My, my profile, I'm very much in the depths of uh, their offerings, their courses, and all the things. It's actually really reasonable to, to jump in the Gene Keys as well, which is what I like. It's not, you know, you don't have to spend $10,000 for, you know, a three-month course. Um, and it's extremely accessible, but you've got to be willing to spend the time and do the work. And... The work is not about setting the structure. The work is about softening and opening and being curious with your profiles, with your profile. Anyway, uh, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of the Gene Keys because it's helped me immensely. And it is a beautiful, like I said, body of work that helps me look at my shadows and you would have heard shadow work before, you know, the psychologist and psychiatrist, uh, I think he was a psychiatrist, actually, maybe it was just a psychologist, um, Carl Jung, uh, they call him the father of psychology, so maybe he is just a psychologist, but he 
he really deems shadow work as making the unconscious conscious. And it's like going into your psyche, looking at those very finite triggers in your life, looking at those parts that we keep in the darkness, the jealousy, the rage, the anger, um, you know, the seduction, um, the things or the parts that we often deem as bad or negative or wrong in our life. We call them the shadows or we call them parts that are in the dark. And as we grow up, right, we learn that behaving these ways, demonstrating or displaying these parts of us are wrong. And so we put them in the basement. We put them in the darkness. And shadow work is shedding the light on the darkness. That's what that is. And in any healing work, I feel that shadow work is really, it's necessary, it's important. But shadow work can be done in many different ways. And in my opinion, I have found that the gene keys have been the best way for me to look at the shadows. But most importantly, because everyone that does shadow work, we always forget about the gifts because In the shadow lies a hidden gift. I want to say that again. In the shadow lies a hidden gift. We can spend our whole lives doing shadow work, shadow work, shadow work. But what's the whole point of this work? It's bringing light to the darkness. So those parts that no longer felt allowed, accepted, embraced, acknowledged, loved, can actually blossom. And then there's this beautiful integration of self. So I love the gene keys for that. And like if you were to go and do your gene keys, I highly encourage it. it it's going to feel a bit confusing and overwhelming. And notice what you feel if you were to go and do your profile test. Notice if you're hesitant to even look at it because it just looks confusing. That was where I started. That's what it was for me. So I want to, like I said, talk about fantasy today. I've been working with, like I said, a few coaching clients. And one in particular, I have done her profile testing for Gene Keys. And it is a guide for me. I I am not a, a one-man model, modality kind of guy. I believe in using all the skill sets that I have and and also what I am living and breathing. And right now I'm living and breathing the gene keys, but I'm also living and breathing movement. I'm also living and breathing nourishment. I'm also living and breathing kindness and acceptance. Right? I'm also living and breathing commitment, integrity, and and really stepping into my dreams and what I want to create to feel free, to serve at a higher level, to be of service to the greater good, right? This is what I am living and breathing this stuff. And this is what I live and breathe with my clients that decide to take on a coaching journey, which is very, very intimate, very sacred, Um, And it's not for everyone because a lot of people want the quick fix. A lot of people want the eight-week program. You know, a lot of people want everything done for them. And that's okay. 
that serves its time, uh, that serves itself. However, we must be willing to move out of the structure, come more into the intuition, come more into the listening, come more into the flow of life. And that doesn't mean, like I've said before, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you've got no backbone. It doesn't mean you can't get shit done in life. That's It's actually the complete opposite. You have a deep relationship with trust. And that deep relationship with trust guides everything because everything is guided as it is. So I'm working with this beautiful client. I'm actually working inside of the family as well. It's the first. It's the first time I have I have um, decided to bring the family in because it's necessary. Because healing is not just with the individual. Healing was is with the collective. And if we choose to heal individually, we must be willing to choose to heal collectively with the people around you, with your friends, with your family. And that doesn't mean you need to drag them along the journey, right? But it all takes place at the same time. When one person decides to heal, the collective also heals right, in their own way. So uh, I've done the, the Gene Keys profile testing with her and something that came up in her sphere of radiance and the radiance is such a beautiful sphere is in in gene keys you've got all these different spheres and one of the spheres is radiance and what radiance means is it's closely linked to our aura our electromagnetic field that we have around us and Pause for a second before you go down. This is all bullshit, the woo-woo path and blah, blah, blah. This has been studied. This has been looked at, right? Many masters, many people that have uh, looked at spirituality have talked about the aura. Even if you look at some of our, our, uh, our figures, our spiritual figures, our religious figures in life, for example, Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ is actually portrayed with a halo around his head in most images, right? And that halo extends to the greater, which is the body, the physical. And these halos, these auras, are a representation of our electromagnetic field. So it's our light, our ability to express the light within. We all have light within. Some people can access it. Some people are willing to look at it and, and shed it, but it takes a lot of fucking courage, right? It takes a, a, a lot of deep inner healing. It takes the ability to look at the darkness, face the shadow, right? And continuously walk this path of unconditional love for oneself and for another. So when we look at one's aura, right? You, for example, you know those times in life where you've just felt magnetic something about your energy your day the people that come in and out of your life the way you think you've just got love emanating within and and you attract right you attract certain experiences and people in your life or or whatever that that otherwise you wouldn't have because some days it's dark some days you can feel the energy, it's down, it's depressive, it's sad. And it's like, oh, I'm not vibrating at that, at that frequency. My aura is not expansive. And some people have bigger auras, 
right? Some people have like one to two meters of aura around them. So the radiance sphere is all about allowing the light to shine so you can increase your aura, so you can increase your electromagnetic field. And um, in the radiance sphere, she had the shadow, right? So you had the gene key 41. And in the gene key, in all the gene keys, you've got the shadow, the shadow frequency, the gift frequency, and the city frequency. And her shadow frequency inside of the 41st gene key was fantasy. Her gift frequency was anticipation. And her city, which is the highest expression of her radiance, is emanation. Now, you can go into the gene keys book and actually look at these words. And there's there's a little synopsis. There's a, a beautiful contemplation Richard, uh, written by Richard Rudd, who is the, the founder of the gene keys. And he talks about he talks about these words in depth and what they mean, but not just like the definition. It's well beyond the definition of of these words. But she had the shadow of fantasy, and for some reason, it really stuck. It stuck out to me, and I brought it up during our session. But before I even brought it up, she actually shared some. Uh, some comments that she had written in her journal back in 2022 that clearly depicted that she was in the shadow of of fantasy of not wanting to be wanting to be somewhere else you know dreaming of this life of this future that doesn't exist and is also keeping her trapped in the shadow of fantasy. Nothing wrong with fantasy, nothing wrong with having dreams, but without the execution of those dreams, without walking closer towards those dreams, we lose it because it just becomes fantasy and it just stays in the mind and it just circles around and around and that fantasy gets bigger and bigger and bigger and ultimately it it stays in the darkness right it it is the entrapment of the mind and i want to read fantasy uh to you i want to actually read some of the points f- from fantasy on the jinkies book um but before i do that i would like to just read the forward uh the forward for the jinkies book and i just want you to feel some of these words that come out This book is an invitation to begin a new journey in your life. Regardless of outer circumstances, every single human being has something beautiful hidden inside them. Like, let's just press pause for a second. Like, what if you deeply believed that something inside of you, inside of you, there was something beautiful and hidden that was meant to come out in this lifetime or the next, (laughs) but it was meant to come out and it was your role to face your fears. It was your role to dream. It was your role to create. It was your role to love, to find out what's hidden. To continue, the sole purpose of the gene keys is to bring that beauty forth, to unveil your incandescence, the eternal spark of genius that sets you apart from everyone else. We all have a spark of genius, right? That sets us 
apart from everybody else. You don't have, no one has the same fingerprint as me. I mean, newsflash, like, if that doesn't fucking say something to you, then I don't I don't know what, what will. Like, as many humans, we all have blood, right? We all bleed the same. Yet, our fingerprint, there is not a single identical fingerprint in the world out of 8 billion people. Is it billion? I think it's billion. Let's go with that. Um, okay, to continue. Recent breakthroughs in biology point towards an amazing truth. Your DNA, so the, the gene keys is really linked to the I Ching, which I've talked about before. It's, a, it's, a, it's an old Chinese philosophy that they used to help make decisions, to help guide them, and it was very closely linked with nature. Your DNA, the coiled code that has made you who you are today, is not in control of your destiny. Rather, it is your general attitude to life that tells your DNA what kind of person you want to become. Your DNA does not, this is me here speaking, your DNA does not depict your life. You have the ability to change it with your lifestyle, with your choices, with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your words. Rather, it is your general attitude to life that tells your DNA what kind of person you want to become. This means that every thought, feeling, word, and action that you make in life is imprinted in every single cell of your body. Negative thoughts and emotions cause your DNA to contract, whereas positive thoughts and emotions cause it to expand and relax. If we think about what I just said about the, the sphere of radiance and our aura, learning how to expand and elevate your aura, well, if the thoughts are negative, contractive, is contractive a word? Maybe it is. I think contractive is a word. Contractive, right? Stuck, stale aggressive, shameful. There's nothing wrong with these emotions, but if we're emanating this type of frequency, then it's going to affect your aura. This process is going on all the time, from the moment you come into the world to the moment you leave. You alone are the architect of your evolution. When you fully embrace the implications of this truth, then your journey has begun. Even if you read no further, this truth can transform your life. It is reflected in the lives of all the great saints and spiritual teachers throughout history. That inside each of us lies vast potential and beauty, and it is limited only by the way we see ourselves and the world around us. I just need to read that again. Inside each of us lies a vast potential and beauty. And it is limited only by the way we see ourselves and the world around us. Our planet is in the midst of a vast transition in which humanity is playing the central role. A, a great quantum leap is in the air. The gene keys offer us a vision of a very different world than the one we see today. They show us a world where human beings are governed by higher principles such as love, forgiveness, and freedom. Such a world is not a dream. This is funny because, well, funny. 
I mean, this is quite uh, relevant because my last podcast was all about world peace. And it's like, does world peace exist? What is world peace? And even looking back at that podcast, I, I, I feel in my gut, in my heart, like I said, that world peace is possible because if two men, and I've seen this, if two men from different backgrounds, different races, different cultures can be in the same room together and say, I accept you, I love you, I hear you, and they feel deep reverence and deep healing and deep love for themselves, then you bet that that can be magnified to the rest of the world. Such a world is not a dream. It is the next stage of our natural evolution, and it depends upon each of us unlocking the higher purpose that lies hidden in our DNA. I hope as you enter and explore the wonderful labyrinth of the Gene Keys that they will ignite the spark of your highest potential and that you will embrace the beauty of your personal dream and allow it to grow inside you. And as your higher purpose begins to impact those you love and the world around you, may you join your genius with all of us who dare to dream of a higher and better world. And together, let us make that dream a reality. Richard Rudd. Uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful discovery into self. And I, I love using it with my coaching clients as a guide and an aid that walks the path as we ascent. Uh, this, this, this coaching program that I've got is called The Ascent. It's typically three to six months, but it's a lifelong journey. But the guide is, is with me for three to six months. And and it's called the ascent because <laughs> we're, we're evolving. We're moving up the mountain. And as soon as we realize that the, the mountain is an illusion, there's nothing to move up to. <laughs> there's nothing to, to climb. You know, Buddha, Buddha said that. Uh, I think he, one of his realizations was that he was always enlightened. <laughs> it's like you know we walk the path to enlightenment and, and transcendence or, or whatever you want to call it to, to only to find that we were always that <laughs> another thing that the buddha says is you know before enlightenment chop wood carry water after enlightenment chop wood carry water and to me that that's like enlightenment is not this fantastical, mystical experience of, you know, elevation and, and ultimate transcendence. I mean, it can be that, but it seems like enlightenment is actually just in the ordinary day-to-day, -day, the chopping of the wood and the carrying of the water. Uh, I feel like I'm going there today, which is nice. I'm... I. Uh, this is, yeah, if you're listening into this podcast and you're like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, this is, this is how I like to live my life. This is, this is what I, I feel is important because um, I, I can see and feel that humanity, we as a civilization need help. We as a civilization need support. We need people that are going to choose to walk this very, uh, 
dark and and bumpy and untrodden path that that has no certainty around it. It's definitely not for everyone, but if you're tuning in to this podcast and you're getting a vibe of who I am and, and how I like to move and how I like to serve in the world, then yeah, welcome, a baby. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> um so look, I just wanted to share that so you can get an understanding. And if you take one thing away from that, just know that inside you have hidden something beautiful and it's just waiting to come out. The more light that we can emanate, the more love that we can give to ourselves, slowly, slowly it can happen and it will happen. Okay, so let's talk about fantasy as the shadow frequency. So it's the 41st gene key. And I, I want to read some of the the points inside of this chapter because we're all living in fantasy at some level, right? Because the, the, the light side of fantasy is like the dreaming. This is something that I that I could never do. I, I and I, I'm still very terrified of it. Actually, I'm only just starting to dream. And uh, to be honest, I, I'm not actually talking about dreams, but they're very linked. Uh, and I am starting to dream more as well. But I mean, dream in the in this plane, in the waking moments. I, I was always. It was whenever would. Someone would say, Jono, what do you want? Jono, what's your ultimate dream? Jono, if you could have anything, like, what? go bigger. What's the vision? What's the dream? Like, times that by 100, what is it? That would, that would scare the living fuck out of me. Because I, 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 I part of me didn't believe it was possible. I'm like, if I dream that big, that's just, I'm going to set myself up for failure. And something that I I never felt like I could do, but I'm stepping into it, is if I couldn't really see it, then it was too far out of, of my, my dreaming capacity. And we're all individual when it comes to this. But I have always felt that where I see myself is always just a little bit in front of where I currently am, right? And it's this constant sort of relationship that I have with, okay, this is where I'm at right now. Wow, I've evolved. Like, yes, I've grown. I'm putting more things out there. I'm serving at a higher level. I'm I'm loving myself more. And what's that next little evolution of myself? And I always keep that. That's the one that comes up for me in my dreaming that's like it's just a little bit in front but i have struggled to uh to go beyond that because as soon as i go beyond that it feels a bit overwhelming and i get anxious and i get i feel pressure parts of me feel pressure and it doesn't feel possible i don't feel like you know it's possible to obtain that so then i retreat but i'm learning how to just expand that dream a little bit more but when I was younger, I always used to dream and fantasize about 
certain things. Like I, I got to a point where I would, um, I, I would find these beautiful backgrounds of like houses and really cool architecture and, um, even cars, like really modern cars back when I was, you know, in year six and in year eight and year nine. And I would just dream of having that one day, dream of living in a house that day uh, like that and dream of having all this money and, and, and dream of looking a certain way. That was another one, you know, that was a huge one seeing people that would inspire me that had six packs, men that were muscular and strong, you know, men that were models. I always used to kind of compare myself as a child um, to people that were more attractive than me, right? Or at least in my my view, more attractive than me. And I would fantasize and vision myself as that. But I would never really take the steps towards it. It was all so much in in my mind and it became this this fantasy. Right? I see this in my family a lot, the fantasy of of living a different life. The fantasy of being able to go on a holiday where you ha- you catch a helicopter to the island, you know? The fantasy of of having an abundance of money where you just like everything is an option. And like I get, I get it, and if you're stuck in that fantasy, that's also debilitating. So the shadow of fantasy is like holding the key to your dreams in your hand, but never turning it in the lock. I just want to like think about that image. Holding the key to your dreams in your hand but never turning the lock. That is, I mean, I just feel empty. There's a part of me that just feels empty and stuck when I hear that. And I've been a part of that. I have had that fantasy inside of me where all my dreams are right there, but I just never turn the lock. I want to read a few more things out here. The shadow creates a continual pressure within humans. It is the pressure to evolve because fantasy helps us evolve, right? When this pressure is distorted by a low frequency field, as is the current state of humanity, it becomes distorted into the pressure to feel happy. There are so many people living on this planet fantasizing, I just want to be happy, I just want to be happy, I just want to be happy, I just want to be rich, right? I just want to have that thing. I just want to go on that holiday. I just want to be happy. The purpose of life is not to be happy. Happiness will come and go. There will be moments of happiness for sure. And I don't I don't know what the purpose of life is, but I think Will Smith said the purpose of life is not to be happy. The purpose of life is to find peace. And to some degree, I, I, I believe in that. Um, and, you know, then you've got sort of Viktor Frankl, who, who wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning, and his version of, of uh, I can't remember, the, what did he say? He said, look, I think I might butcher this, but he 
he said something along the lines of, if the purpose in life is to be happy and comfortable, then the guards, aka the Nazis, who tormented and committed genocide to the Jews, then they they have hit the jackpot, right? So it's like, if the purpose and the point of life is to be happy and comfortable, then the guards in Auschwitz, right, where they've got all the food, you know, where where they they they're able to do whatever the fuck they want to do, then they have the life. They have the ultimate life. But he, he's saying, but if the purpose of life is to to transcend your suffering, to find hope in the suffering, in the immense amount of suffering, then it's the it's the prisoners. It's the Jews in Auschwitz. And it wasn't just Jews in Auschwitz, but it's the prisoners. Then they have, then that's the point. So look, there's there's many different there's many different perspectives. But I just want to hammer home here that the point of life is not to be happy. Right? Happiness will come and go. And to fantasize if I just want to be happy, I just want to be happy will keep you out of the present moment, will keep you suppressing your your feelings right the ones that are in the shadows the ones that are in the dark and you constantly live in the future and are shameful of the past there's a huge cost to that massive massive cost that a lot of people are living this life So for the moment, let us try and see how the shadow works and how effectively it keeps human consciousness from flowering. The key to the problem, as ever, lies within your mind. The mind, it's the mind, right? The suffering and the torment and and most of what we're dealing with on this planet with suicide, um, with, with massive mental health crises is... In the mind. We have created it ourselves. Someone once said to me, and this is a very common sort of um, saying and quote, that the mind is a terrible master, but a fantastic servant. I don't know how much, you know, I I like that language, but I want to give it to you because it's important. Because if you put the mind in the driver's seat and the mind, the mind, you don't have a relationship with the mind, Right? You've beaten up the mind. You've told the mind what to do. You've treated the mind shit. Right? You've never thanked it. You've never celebrated the mind. The mind has just kept all the darkness. Right, If you put the mind in the driver's seat, then it's chaos. AKA the master, it's chaos. The mind will run the show. But if you put the mind in the driver's seat and you build the relationship, then it can be a terrific servant. To continue, because of the ancestral weight carried by the shadow, it has a deep connection to human appetite and energy. Now, this is really interesting because the client, you know, this beautiful woman that I'm working with, there is there is a there is a block between her energy system, and it's closely linked to eating, not eating, um, uh, and those types of problems, and. The shadow of fantasy can be a big determining factor for that. So to continue, this deeply uncomfortable pressure coming straight out of the 41st shadow causes us to literally hunger for a better future. 
We're always hungering for the better future. When will I? When will I? By the same token, it has the connection with eating, not eating, and depression. You will be depressed, right? Depression is around the corner if you constantly live in fantasy because you're never allowing and accepting where you're at. The distortion of the 41st shadow can lead to all manner of weight problems and energy problems. I mean, I have huge I've had massive, um, not weight, pro- I've had some weight problems in the past for sure, but I've had big energy problems, right? And I believe it's one of the factors is constantly living in the future, not willing to be okay with the present or, or accept the present. From chronic, to, from, chronic to, sorry, from chronic fatigue to hyperactivity, all of these issues are ultimately rooted in the mind and its ability or inability to fantasize about the future. This shadow constantly shuffles between the dream of being full and the urge to be empty. When the gauge reads empty, you fantasize about being full. Right? When I feel empty, when will I be full? When will I be satisfied? When will I be happy? Whether that means dreaming of meeting your perfect soulmate, having lots of money, or devouring a bar of chocolate depends upon your individual mind and its conditioning. Conversely, when the gauge reads full, you sink into heaviness in which you feel weighed down by your past and you experience the urge to purge. The shadow of fantasy prevents you from feeling complete because the mind doesn't rest in the now, but swings between dreaming of the future and rehashing the past. However, The greatest problem with this shadow is that it prevents you from actually fulfilling your dreams. This is a big point here. You become addicted to the hope that the dream brings to your mind rather than actually launching off in the direction of the dream. The hope of the dream can lie in the the mind forever until you choose to take the step to manifest the dream. This is a major reason why people live off the fantasies provided by their culture. Look at our culture. The movies or alternative realities created through technology and the internet, which have become humanity's latest great fantasy edition. You know, there's a... uh, How do I go about this? But what I have seen with people of particular cultural um, descent that have walked into a Western world. For example, there's a lot of um, uh, Chinese, Koreans, Asians, sort of where I live in Kalara. And this, they've a lot of their families, their kids have come from China and, and actually come into the Western world, right? And so they have certain lenses on where they want to go and what they want to be. And it's almost like they're forgetting about their culture. They're forgetting about where they've come from and they just want to be blonde hair, blue eyes, right? They just want to have that slim figure. They just want to eat that type of Western food and they lose their their culture, their actual essence. They go away from that. You know, there there was a there was a woman who was in the gym the other day. Speaks very sort of broken English, and you know, I was just helping her out with some exercises and just giving her some tips and just saying hi and being friendly. And I saw on her background of her phone there was this like sort of European, almost like 
very slender model-like figure as her background. And and I and I in that in that moment I was like, "Oh wow, this is who she wants to be." Like this is her inspiration. It's on the back of her phone and there's nothing wrong with inspiration, but I'm like this woman, this model, this fantasy that you've created inside your mind is so far from you. All right? Please don't take that the wrong the wrong way if you're listening to this, but this is my observations and this is what I can see. Fantasy itself is a beautiful thing, but if it presents you from really living it, it becomes an escape from life into the mind. Once you have become trapped in these addictive mental patterns, it is very difficult to recognize them and break out of them. However, in every turn of the wheel, this is really important. However, in every turn of the wheel of fantasy, as the cycles of your life periodically reset themselves, there is that chance that the next time round, the code, aka the door, will be correctly interpreted. There's a chance. You know, we evolve practically in seven year cycles, zero to seven, seven to 14, 14 to 21, 21 to 28. 28, what's that? 35? Is that right? Five, yeah, 35. Yay, we're good. Um, 35, right? And, and, and so on and so on and so on. And we, we have these, they're called like samskara, seven year samskara cycles. And we have an opportunity, not just in seven years, but we have an opportunity to make a different choice. We have, have an opportunity to actually reset this cycle to continue. When this happens to you, you will engage the true, oh, I can just say here, the true gift, right? Instead of escaping back into the vicious cycle of fantasy and hope, your higher purpose will be unleashed and will manifest in the world. All right, last two points here. The way to, every shadow has a repressive nature and a reactive nature, right? So the repressive the repe, repressive nature, I'm getting fired up here. You can tell I love this shit. Um, the repressive nature is what's going on internally, right? But the reactive nature is what's happening externally. So the people with this, this shadow of fantasy, aka most freaking humans slash humanity out there, you don't have to do the gene keys to, to, to get this, right? We've all lived in fantasy. Um, there is a repressive nature and there's a reactive nature. The repressive nature of the 41st shadow is about escaping life through dreaminess. The, I see this with my dad, like all the time. Like there's just like there's just dreaminess and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like I can feel that the mind is entrapped. It's like it's just constantly choosing this button of dreaminess and creating this false sense of reality of what will be when I have, when I can. You know, for example, like a uh, very brief comment, but he, he, my dad likes to watch some of these, um, like on YouTube, you know how you've got those bloggers that travel around, you know, the world and they, they're on like a yacht or something. They've been living on a yacht for like the last 12 months and they fish for their food and they get off and they, you know, they're in the sun, they snorkel and they just live this kind of nomadic, very nature-filled life. Um, 
my dad loves going into YouTube and looking at that. But I also can see that there's fantasy, there's an entrapment there that he possibly can't quite see or doesn't feel or maybe he does. And, um, you know, he said the other day, he's like, oh, you know, it's really interesting. Like on YouTube, you can you can basically, you know, um, feel like you've been to these places and and you you don't actually need to even go there. And I was like, uh-oh. And I even said to him, I'm like, hey, man, that's, uh, you realize you're treading on very dangerous territory here, right? And this is the epitome of fantasy. This is the epitome. You create the world. And with technology these days, with AI, with, you know, all, all this kind of alternative reality stuff, right? Put on the goggles, my friend, and you don't even have to leave your goddamn home. You're there. Like, it's going to amplify in the next 100 years, 200 years, 1,000 years, if we're here, which I don't even know if we will be. So it will amplify. So to continue, uh, dreaminess. These people have an agenda that is dictated by fantasy. They really do not live in the real world. Whatever you say to such people, they will interpret it through their dream. Such people do not actually want to fulfill their dreams, but are addicted to the inner worlds created by their minds. They are governed by deep-seated fear that doesn't allow them to have proper human relationships. This dreaminess often presents as a kind of lethargy that gives rise to the gradual breakdown of the energetic systems within the body, right? We're not just talking about, uh, you know, living in the mind and having fantasy and wanting to feel happy. We're talking about the breakdown of our energy systems, Fatigue, chronic fatigue, cancer, dis-ease, joints, the collapse of the central nervous system, our lymphatic system, right? our endocrine system, our hormones. It is the bra- this is what we're talking about here. And no coincidence, but the woman that I'm dealing with here, there is a breakdown of the energetic system. In particular, the vascular and the digestive system. The only way for these people to break out of their mental cycle is to begin manifesting their dreams on the material plane, to walk the path, right? And this is what I'm here to help people do. This is what I'm doing in some freaking, some way or another. I'm doing it, y'all. Um, all right, so that's the that's the repressive nature. That's the dreaming, right? And then the reactive nature is the hyperactive Oh my God, I've done this before too. Manic, right? The reactive nature of this shadow can be a sheer bundle of nervous energy. These people are always ahead of themselves, being absolutely carried away on the fuel of their dreams. (laughs) This is the opposite, right? This kind of nature inevitably leads to burnout as the power of the fantasy they are trying to bring into the world outstrips the limitations of the material plane. Their insatiable hunger drives them into deeper and deeper problems. This was me, man. This is I, I like I said, I experienced burnout for pretty much five years out of an eight-year PT personal training career. Why? Because I was relentless about whatever I gotta to do to make more money, whatever I gotta to do to be successful. Right? 
whatever I got to do to feel safe in my life, to feel certain like I can own a house, like I can have a family, like I can send my kids to private schools, yada, 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 yada. I don't want to send my kids to private schools. That's what I've you know come to realize. But it's like five, six years ago, that wasn't that. I was living in the fear frequency. The inevitable breakdown of such a nature is often highly dramatic and destructive for anyone else involved. The hope of these people pivots upon their ability to allow others into their inner life and relinquishing their one-pointed obsession with manifesting their dream exactly as it appears inside their minds. This is the beauty about dreams. This is That's kind of the wrap-up of, of fantasy, by the way. Um, but the beauty of our dreams is... Um, more than likely, they're not going to actually turn out the way they are in our minds. So we have to have these relationships with them that's one of like like constantly letting go, constantly trusting that whatever shows up, whenever it shows up, is exactly what it's supposed to be. And that's a deep, deep sense of trust. I have no idea where I'm going to be in 10 years. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. You know, I'm going to Greece next year, right? I know that that's happening. I'm learning Greek at the moment. P.S., by the way. That's, uh, got Greek lessons every week at the moment. Kalimera, Karispera. Kalinita. Alpha, Vita, Gita, Gamma. Okay, anyway, just stop that. Uh, but yeah, I'm learning the alphabet. But that's a tangent I'm going on. Um, what was the point of me saying that? Well, the yeah, like I don't know what's happening. I think I know what's happening. My mind's like, yeah, everything's in control. You know, like we're a PT, you know, we're personal training. We do this coaching thing and, you know, we go to the gym, we've got a place to work and, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to Greece next year and da, 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 da. Like, mate, seriously. Seriously, I think I'm in control of shit, but like the great illusion is that I am, but I'm not. Um anyway this is a this is a big one 57 minutes or something like that um thanks for listening i hope you got something out of it you know just the initial thoughts around uh friction just how can you minimize the friction in your life to do the things that you want to do to help you feel more nourished to help you move better to help you breathe better to help you think and feel better and then fantasy my friends right? Remember, the point of life is not to be happy. If you're stuck in the fantasy and living in these worlds, are you in the repressive nature? Is it dreamy? Is it lofty? Are you terrified of actually manifesting these dreams and taking the first step? Or is it hyper-reactive, push, force, go, 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 burn out, fear? I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you want to have a conversation, if you want to delve deeper into the gene keys, if you want to delve deeper into opening up your heart, if you want to create the life of your dreams and to have guidance whilst we do that, whilst you do that, then give me a give me a call. Shout me out. Um, Instagram, Facebook, email, friends at gmail.com. 
All is good, peeps. All is good. Uh, Peace and love. Rest. Rest well. Uh, Breathe deeply and keep healing, my friends. Keep healing because that's the only thing that really matters. Well, I mean, it's not the only thing that matters, but you get what I mean. Okay. Peace. Bye. All right.